welcome to episode three of Alter to the Muse. I'm Josh. And I'm Angie. And this episode, we are going to talk about how sometimes you should just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Are you spending too much time planning and trying to make your project perfect? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes... <laughs> That is exactly what happens. Um, you you sit down and you you make sure everything's measured right, and you you make sure that everything is is exactly the way it's supposed to go. And then just before you pull the trigger and buy the stuff that you need to get it going, you start having doubts. Right. That's like an essential stage in the creative process, like that fear and doubt stage. Like, wait a minute, is this good enough? Now, wait a minute. Did I measure that right? Maybe I could just go in and tweak that a little bit more. Or maybe maybe if I maybe if I if I if I sleep on it for another night, the the it'll really come to fruition. Yeah. Maybe it just needs one more edit. Yeah, one more one more tweak of the words. Yeah, and and you know what that is? That's a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's the black hole of perfectionism. Yeah, and and unfortunately, in many ways, we're kind of taught that. Yeah. We're taught to make sure it's perfect before we hand it in to the teacher. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know I have lots of theories about all the good that school does, that it does this really awful thing, too, and it teaches us that there are right ways to do things and wrong ways to do things. Yeah, and and I I'm a teacher, so <laughs> I'm in the public school, and uh, I am absolutely um, immersed in this system of um, of of what it means to uh, make sure it's perfect to hit it because you got to get the grade, you got to get the the it's got to be an A, it's got to be passing, it's got to be all of these things, and what we don't necessarily grade is whether or not it was particularly original. Yeah. And the process, right? Like w the learning is in the process. The learning isn't in the end product that came out perfect. The learning is in all the mistakes and the messes that led you up to, that led up to that point of turning it in, right? The messy place is the learning space, is the creative space. Like if you've ever been in an artist's studio or a musician's studio when they are making things, it's not a well-tidy, organized, pretty space all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, usually, usually uh, I know from both of us that our spaces get downright messy. We're good at relatively picking them up and making it appear nice um, when we're not creating. But but the but while we are, you know, for me it's a tangle of wires. It's stuff everywhere. It's lyrics here and there, and books open, and all kinds of that just in my space. And um, and for for Angie. You know, it could be all any number of things. <laughs> it could be sticks. It could be buttons and paper and glue and paint and ribbons and paper pulp and who knows what all over the floor. Yeah. So that this idea that 
that there's only one right way to do something and that we have to get it perfect is such a huge block in the creative process. And it's a huge block, block in us feeling like we're doing the work we're supposed to do because it's not good enough yet. But the truth is, it could always be better. So this is, this is my way of talking about it with kids. Is I, I always try to bring it to the point of, this is your idea, this is your thing. No one's gonna know about it until you release it. And I said, if Apple or Microsoft decided to wait until their programs were perfect and bug-free, we wouldn't have any computers to work from because they're never bug-free. They're never perfect. And yet, they still release the next update. And the reason they do that, not just because it makes them a fortune, is because, the, um, is because they understand that it's an ongoing process. That, the, that you're never really done. You never arrive at the end. It's not like I'm gonna write one song and say, yup, that's it, I'm finished. I'm never <laughs> gonna write another song again because that one is perfect. You know? That Leonardo da Vinci didn't paint the Mona Lisa and say, ha, done. Right. <laughs> no more paintings. You know, instead he probably looked at it and said, mm, bottom right corner, something wrong there. I'm gonna do another painting. <laughs> Yeah, and so you'll hear in, I think, in this creative space and the creative workspace, the idea of good enough. And I really hold to that philosophy that I never strive for perfect. I strive for good enough to put it out there. Good enough so that I feel at least a small degree of pride about it, and I accept that it's it's flawed. And I think if you can accept our flaws, we can accept the flaws in the work that we do, then we'll have a so much easier time putting things out in the world and, and making things. Yeah. And even if, you know, even if you, your goal isn't to share it with the world at large, but maybe just hang it on your wall in your house. Or stuff it in a book. <laughs> or stuff it in a book or, or listen to it in your car. I mean, there are how many albums have I made that I'm the only one that listens to them and they're in my car. Like I'd be driving to work with the album I made in 1998 that nobody has heard except me. You know, and that's, um, and that's just because sometimes you get to a place where it's good enough, you like it, but you're not brave enough to share it with the rest of the world. You're not courageous enough yet. You haven't come to the place within yourself to be able to accept the work you've done. Yeah. And that's like a whole other yeah, space. We, we I think can talk that about that another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, there's so much that could get packed um, in that or unpacked from it. I think that that the other thing that makes us afraid of putting something out that's not perfect is the fear of criticism. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's another thing that I think we have to sort of just swallow and and move into. And, and it can be challenging. It can be super challenging um, to have somebody say that your work is no good or that it's it shouldn't exist. Um, and and I, I can't say to you that it won't ever happen. And I can, can say to you that it's certainly happened to me. So you have to kind of take a breath and accept it, but know that the people who do that, it's really their issue. 
And it is a much deeper reflection on who they are that they would put somebody down so hard. And then chances are that they themselves have a lot of fear about doing the thing that, that you were brave enough to put out. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that 100%. And that the thing that I, I try to share with, with my students is that, um, that the critic didn't do it what you just did. The critic didn't get up on the stage and sing the song or, or, or play their instrument or put their painting on the wall. The critic didn't do that. The critic watched and then decided. And for me, one of the things that the people that I really listen to, the people that, no, nah, this isn't true. I listen to like, even when people are the critic, but the, but the truth is, is that the people that, whose opinions I really, really take to heart are the people who are doing the same thing that I'm doing. You know, that they're, they're writing songs and they're releasing them because they're taking the same risk that I'm taking and they know the work that goes into it. And so if they're hearing something and say, you know, I would maybe like this better if you did this, I can file that away as constructive criticism. Yeah, that's huge. There's a big difference between uh, hurtful and spiteful criticism and constructive criticism. And constructive criticism wants to acknowledge the, the good that you're doing and help you do better. And that's so different than just wanting to put you down and hurt you. Yeah, or like, dude, you suck, throw your guitar in the river and be done. Right. You know, that, and, and, and you know, we, <laughs> we've all had that. Yeah. You know, like that's, and for some people, that one time or two times or three times that happens, it happens so frequently, it happens frequently enough that you actually just give up. Yeah, and that's so sad. And it so beats sad. you down, and that's so sad. It is. It's, it's terrible. I think it's a crime. It's a real crime because we need to pursue these creative interests, whatever they are, and they can be so many different things. And, and the fear of somebody criticizing us, the fear of not being good enough, that's real. Like, it's a real thing. So it takes courage, right? It takes a lot of courage to to make something, to come up with an idea, and then to put it out there or say, hey, you want to look at this thing I did? Um, that's a, a real courageous space. And if that idea is coming into your mind and it's coming into your thinking, I don't want you to let it go. I don't want you to, to look away from it. I'm... I, and I think we are asking you to embrace it, to see it as an invitation and to run towards it. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I think about with the work that we do, like the, the creative work that we do, whether it be sitting in front of these microphones and doing this podcast, or whether it be, you know, creating your art, creating my music, um, writing our newsletters, yeah. you know, for our respective um, things outside of this, you know, Angie has her yoga and um, sole purpose newsletters, and I have my guitar newsletters. And, um, and I always think about while I'm writing those, I, and, and, and creating lessons for people or writing songs that I'm thinking about, that I'm making this for them. Like, here, I made this for you. And it, it's, it's, all, it's like a gift, really. It's a gift that, that, um, that I'm offering 
to whoever's willing to accept it. And those people who are willing to accept it, well, they're priceless. Yeah. That's so much value of somebody to read your work, to listen to your work, to look at your work. Those are the people you're making it for. You're not making it for the naysayers. You're not making it for the people who are going to pick it apart and tell you all the awful things about it. You're making it for the people that will love it. And they're out there. Mm -hmm. They are out there. But you won't ever find them if you're waiting for this to be perfect. Yeah, that's it exactly. So sometimes you just got to go for it. You just got to go for it. And, um, and, and, you know, you can, <laughs> you can measure and measure twice because you can only cut once, right? <laughs> but eventually you've got to make the cut. But you know what the other truth is? There's another piece of wood out there. That's the other truth. It's like, yeah. <laughs> There's another piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And I definitely encourage us all to recycle our paper, paper and to use wood wisely. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <laughs> These are uh, resources we need to respect. However, it's okay to make a mistake. Yeah. You know, um, the, I wrote about this recently in a newsletter that, you know, I'll be, I, I try to record my songs in like one take so that, you know, if I'm with my guitar and I'm singing, I'm, it's one take. That, that version is me live in front of a mic no fixes. The thing is that that you don't see is that might have been the 40th time I sat in front of the mic to sing that song to get that perfect take. And for me, it's the performance that matters. I'm trying to get a performance that I'm, that I'm totally satisfied with. That performance, when you're out playing in front of people, that doesn't happen every night. You're not going to get a perfect performance. You never do. So you get something that is good enough, that is so close to what that that awesome thing is that it's not just I played all the notes right or that I sang the pitches in tune but that my emotion and my delivery and like all of those those elements of music and elements of humanity come through what I'm trying to create and um and trying to capture that so that I can give this and say here this is me and I think that a lot of us have that fear of making something that's not perfect, fear of it getting criticized because we weren't supported, mm. because maybe uh, family situations didn't support it. Maybe we made something at school and friends laughed at it or the teacher failed it. You know, there could be, I, I think a lot of it comes from those spaces, a lot of that fear. So what we're trying to do with this podcast, with this space, is to be like your art parents. <laughs> we're trying to be the people that will support you. We want to support what you're doing, um, and we want to give you inspiration and ideas and create a space where you feel like it's okay to show up and be imperfect. But the good thing is that you're trying to make something. Yeah. Yeah, the, the actual thing is that you show up, right? That, that you show up. That you show up to yourself. Yeah. That you show up for yourself because that thing inside of you that 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 glowing spark of of divinity that is what we're trying to what we're trying to get in touch with with all of these creative endeavors whether it be a computer program or a video game you're writing or a a a book or a poem or who knows what it is you know, you decorating your home. Right, planting a nice garden, <laughs> whatever you know, it is. Whatever that spark of divinity is for you, whatever, however that, 
that 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 thing that expresses your soul that having people in your life that are that's that that support that that are that that acknowledge it that not only that that um that appreciate it that revel in it that applaud it um it's so important yeah it's essential it really is it's essential and the truth is if you are too afraid to put that thing out there because you're thinking it's imperfect it'll never get better right you'll get stuck in this zone of hoping and wishing and then the striving to make something perfect you're losing all the great insights of of all the imperfections so so embrace the imperfect embrace the mess and show up anyways and put it out there anyways even if it's messy and imperfect and when more of us start to do that we'll start to shift the expectation in our culture and in our world that everything has to be perfect yeah i think that is a great way to end this podcast <laughs> it may not be a perfect ending but it's the ending that sounds right to me <laughs> <laughs> sounds good yeah and we're just gonna put that out there yeah so go create everybody <laughs> we'll see you next time bye, bye. You have been listening to Alter to the Muse podcast, a production of Jai Studios, LLC. Visit us at altertothemuse.com for more.